0: We're always striving to engage our employees. It's great to have a, a mission where you're performing professional services and having that opportunity to augment what you do day in and day out with research to improve your thought leadership. It, it really adds to retention and the, the overall experience mm-hmm. at
1: being at ORU. Yeah. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join your hosts Michael and Jenna as they discuss all things ORAU through interviews with our experts who provide innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, how we're impacting an ever-changing world, and our commitment to our community. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Further Together podcast. Um, Jen and I are talking this morning with Dr. Eric Abelquist, our executive vice president and chief research officer. How are you, Eric? I'm doing wonderful. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, Tell us again, last time you were here, we talked about kind of your career history and how you got to ORU, but just remind us who you are and what you do for ORU. Okay,
0: I'll be a lot in, briefer. In sort of short <laughs> order. <laughs> sure. As, as you mentioned, I'm the Executive Vice President and Chief Research Officer at ORU. And what I've been doing lately is really trying to re-energize ORU's research enterprise. And so what that's consisted of over the last few years is working with our member universities, working with ORU's subject matter experts slash researchers mm-hmm to look for more research opportunities, to perform more research, with the ultimate objective being Let's grow our research portfolio, which helps us to be better at innovation, Mm -hmm. which helps us to be better thought leaders, so that ultimately there's a nice synergy between the professional services we perform for our customers, and and we have many customers Mm -hmm. DUE, NRC, and I think a total of 20 plus customers, but so that we're performing better for those things that our customers count on, as well as making ORU a great place to work because our subject matter experts feel like they can be thought leaders, they can publish, they can go to technical conferences and present. So that's really what's been driving me the last few years, is to make more of the good things that happen in research at ORU happen more frequently and maybe even on a bigger scale. Great. And
2: if I understand correctly, things have sort of coalesced around some specific research priorities. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of that?
0: Well, we, we could talk about uh, the, the strategic research agenda is sort of our, our game plan for the research focus areas that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And so the strategic research agenda, I'll call it the SRA, was initially prepared a couple of years ago, and we revised it last fall. And what this allows us to do is focus on areas of interest to OREU, mm-hmm. our customers, and we try to identify universities that have a shared interest in some of these, some of these focus areas. So, for example, uh, worker health is a big area right. for ORU. We have a, a long history, deep subject matter expertise in worker health. And so that's a prominent area mm-hmm. in our strategic research agenda. We talk about things like beryllium studies, epidemiological studies, uh, safety culture, a lot of those fall in the uh, the overall category of worker health. Another one that's uh, very prominent in the strategic research agenda is decommissioning health physics. Okay. And we've talked before about the nuclear power reactors that are decommissioning, right. and that's going to be increasing mm-hmm. each year. It seems like there's a couple of more um, power plants that are shutting down. Well, ORU has a very unique skill set. We are the independent verification of cleanup contractor right. for NRC and for the Department of Energy. And so doing research and decommissioning health physics improves our game. Yeah. Right. Helps us to be better at whether it's designing the surveys, whether it's looking at better radiation detectors. And so that's an example of how we're building synergy between what we do for our customers mm-hmm. and the research areas that we're working on, and ideally, when we can work in a university partner to do the research with us, then that's really a win-win-win. Absolutely. Um, and there there is a lot of excitement, I know,
2: I know you certainly bring that to the table, but even among our subject matter experts across the organization in the various areas that we touch, um, for working with our university partners, mm-hmm. um, and we do that in part through our ORU-directed research and development program. So talk a little bit um, about what that is. I know there's a deadline coming up for um, our SMEs, I think, to um, apply for funding through the program. So how does th- how does that work and... and um,
3: just an update.
2: Just kind of an update yeah. on where we are, yeah.
0: Sure, this is the ODRD program.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're in our fifth year, so the phase two proposals will be due uh, coming up in about a month, March 23rd to be exact. What this program does is it basically highlights research opportunities where we force an interaction between the OREU, subject matter expert, Mm -hmm. and a PI, principal investigator, from one of our member schools. And so typically we'll have anywhere from 12 to 15 proposals come in from either our researcher at ORU or from, well, they all come through UPO ultimately, Mm -hmm. our university partnerships office. But a lot of times the idea starts with ORU. Sometimes the idea starts with our member university, but the, the net impact is that we have formed a collaborative research team between ORU and a member university to conduct research that has $75,000 awarded to that team. Mm-hmm. So right now, we have five projects that were awarded last summer, I should say last spring, but get, actually got started last summer. And I'll just mention a couple of them really quickly just to, to, to give the audience a sense of the kind of... Uh, research that we're doing. So one of them is with one of our favorite researchers, uh, Dr. Balaji, mm-hmm. is working with uh, collaborating with Ohio State University, and it's looking at different radiation biomarkers. Okay. And so one of the, the real challenges in health physics and radiation protection is understanding if there's some cancer initiated from exposure to radiation, is there a way to have a direct causal link to that radiation event? Mm -hmm. And so we look at, for example, the gold standard is dicentric chromosomal analysis, DCAs, Mm -hmm. and that's what our our cytogenetics biodosimetry Mm -hmm. laboratory Mm -hmm. excels at. Well, there's other techniques that can be used, and so Dr. Mm -hmm. Biology with his colleagues at Ohio State are looking at radiation biomarkers using other techniques, molecular uh, biomarkers, for instance. So that's an ODRD project. And the way this works, it's a it's a seed grant. They get some preliminary results and then they take those results and they apply for much more significant external funding. Right. right. Another example yeah. is work we're doing with Johns Hopkins, uh, Angie Bowen, who is in our, our React's program, she's looking at how can we do a better job of looking at nursing readiness Mm -hmm. in the event of a nuclear Mm -hmm. or radiological incident and basically developing just-in-time training Mm -hmm. so that, heaven forbid, if something happens, we are able to mobilize the nursing workforce, able to effectively respond in the event of that kind of an emergency. So ODRD is has been a key feature of how we've one, promoted more excitement mm-hmm. around our research enterprise, and it's also made our universities much more interested in the research that we're doing yeah. because we're actively seeking partnerships with our universities right. to go after external research funding
2: right I love personally one of one of my favorite parts of my gig is um, promoting the research that we're doing and um, you know some of the stuff we've done with UGA around immersive um, virtual reality and, and vaccinations and and those sorts of things I just it feels so cutting edge and I know it is you know but to put our stamp on it and say this is what we're doing yeah. and this is happening in Oak Ridge, you know, at, at this company that's been here for 75-plus years, and we're doing this amazing stuff, um, it's just wonderful to talk about what we're doing.
3: So if, if uh, a member university is listening and they have an idea on, you know, a project that they would like to submit to the ODRD or some way that they can work with ORU, how, how do they do that? How do they even start this process?
0: Well, if it's a, a member university, mm-hmm. and this is, this is limited to our uh, ORU consortium mm-hmm. members— they have access to our website right. so it's password protected mm-hmm. and they can get access to the value through partnerships webpage and in that on that website there's a location to Go submit ahead. interest in a uh, ODRD project. They can also pick up the phone and call Dr. Arlene Garrison or Kathy Ford. They can call me and certainly would, would be happy to talk to them about their concepts. One of the interesting things coming up is that I was talking about the ODRD projects that share 75,000, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a phase two. Okay. So that's, that's sort of downstream a little bit from the initial idea, the initial meeting. So what's really interesting are all the phase one connections that are formed prior to the mm-hmm. phase two. So there's one coming up, I believe it's next week. We have two or three of our researchers from ORU taking a road trip To Blacksburg, so they're going to Virginia Tech, and they're going to meet with a number of researchers at Virginia Tech to talk about all the ways we might be able to collaborate in the field of geroscience. Mm -hmm. So this is a new word. I've I've googled it, and and there's (laughs) there's less than a million hits, so that tells you that it's a it's a new (laughs) word. That's right. But uh, we're very interested in the science of aging and, and all the related. Uh, research opportunities there Mm -hmm. are. Well, it turns out Virginia Tech is also very interested in doing a lot of great research in that area. So we're going to combine our ideas and I'm hopeful there's going to be an ODRD proposal Mm -hmm. soon coming out of this meeting that's next week. It gives them about a month to sort of form up on what specific research area might come out of that meeting. But that's a phase one, and that's really where a lot of the magic happens, where we're brainstorming with our our member universities and just really trying to see what's a great project that we can work on together to get a phase two uh, grant. And sometimes the phase one, they can skip the phase two and just go directly to a proposal to an outside entity okay. and just request funds from an external uh, federal agency. We've done that before and have been successful. Mm-hmm. Just going from a phase one directly to um, a significant external award.
3: I think this program has been really important for ORAU because before it was started, uh, you know, I heard a lot. Peop- I heard a lot of employees saying that they wanted the chance to do research and to work with our member universities Mm -hmm. and to work on something that's exciting, but they just maybe didn't have the time or the funds to do it. And it's just, I feel like we feel the excitement around the opportunity that this program is giving our employees to, if they're interested in something and they can find a partner to Mm. really go after that and figure out if it's feasible.
0: Yeah. So... Let me mention release time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Release time is something really exciting. We are very busy at ORU, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people in their jobs are busy everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. absolutely. But, but we really are busy. And so one of the obstacles for us to do research at ORU has been just carving out some time, just a, a little bit of bandwidth mm-hmm. to sort of pause from the day job and think what could I be doing research-wise, mm-hmm. innovation-wise, to do better. And so we came up with a, an initiative that is pervasive within academia. Mm-hmm. Right. Academia, they talk about release time and what that means in general is if I only had to teach three courses instead of four this semester, I'd have more time to work on my research Mm -hmm. pursuits, be able to mentor my students better. And so we stole a page from our academic partners and we created this initiative. So this is the first year of release time and we made uh, several awards. And what it does is it provides a charge number Mm -hmm. so that the individuals that have received these release time awards, can sort of take a pause, maybe four hours a week, maybe six hours a week for a finite period of time, You know, typically a couple of months, mm-hmm. and they can just think about what research questions would they like to study. So it provides a little bit of a, a dedicated time where they can think about lines of inquiry, they can think about how to test a new idea. And then what we're hoping is that Ultimately, this release time will just be how we do business, that everyone that wants to pursue research could find a legitimate way to carve out a few hours a week and just really think about how research could improve what they're doing for their customers.
3: Well, it not only helps the employee probably, you know, take a step back and kind of it re-energize recharge and think about the future but ultimately it helps the organization as a whole because like you said earlier we're kind of staying one step ahead we're, we're doing cutting edge research and we're thinking you know what's the next step we could take and and how could we partner so that's great that's fantastic
0: yeah, so, so far the returns have been very positive. Yeah. That's People great. are really liking the release time. And the they're opportunity. Sharing, yeah, and, they're, they're sharing what they've come up with, and, and so we're hoping that leads to ODRD and, mm-hmm. and VFRP and, and just more of the re- research initiatives that we've been promoting. Great. You talked about um,
2: kind of the phase one, the, the meetings, and I know our upcoming meeting of our annual meeting of the um, – Council of Sponsoring Institutions is coming up. Does that serve as a phase one um, opportunity often? you know, Because you've got our SMEs are there, we've got counselors yeah. from the universities. universities. So they're, they're sort of all in one place for yeah, a couple of that, days. A,
0: that's a great comment. Um, that, that has happened in the past. Uh, typically what we'll do, and this is a, a day and a half meeting, mm-hmm. our, our Council of Sponsoring Institutions typically meet in March. So that's coming up next month. What we'll do is during the business meeting, we typically highlight some of the ODRD projects that are ongoing and some of the successes. And we do that just as a reminder that one of the really big values of being an ORU member is the the research opportunities Mm -hmm. that we're we're able to uh, promote and collaborate with our universities on. So during the business meeting, we'll highlight some of the ODRDs, we'll have a, a quick refresh the night before about ODRD programs. So we'll go- through sure how it works. Exactly, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the different phases and some of the success stories. And so certainly if there are universities that planned ahead to, to meet with some of our subject matter experts on the sidelines of the the council mm-hmm. meeting, that, that's a great opportunity because we're all here, mm-hmm. right? Right, And it's, it's a great opportunity to talk about maybe a phase two application, Mm -hmm. or maybe what's the latest on our pursuits to get external funding from a federal agency. Right. Um,
2: One of the issues I know you're excited about as a health physicist, um, and I know we've had at least one conference about it, is low-dose radiation research. Yes. Um, And I think you mentioned DOE
0: is kind of restarting that
1: yeah, uh, I, I was hoping
0: somebody so. was going to ask me about
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> but I was ready to inject it if not asked.
0: But yes, uh, the, the Health Physics Society, and we have a lot of members of the Health Physics Society that work at ORU, that's been one of our, our primary objectives um, over the last few years was to really make the case that there's so much more we need to know about the health effects of low-dose radiation. Mm-hmm. So ORAU is is deeply engaged in uh, low-dose radiation research through our million-person study. Mm-hmm. I know both of you have heard a lot about that over the years, uh, Donna Craigle, Betsy Ellis, Ashley Golden, and, and many, many partners uh, from other agencies. But what's really exciting is that The Department of Energy had a very effective low-dose radiation research program for a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. It started in the the late 90s, maybe like 99, so Mm -hmm. the very late 90s. And unfortunately, it sunset in 2016, but not before a lot of Mm -hmm. cutting-edge research was conducted. We learned a lot more about the impact of low-dose radiation and our body's ability to respond and repair the damage. And so since the program sunset four years ago, there's been a lot of energy around what would it take to get this program restarted. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the Health Physics Society, ORU, the American Nuclear Society, the NCRP, a number of universities, we started collaborating and just sort of reaching a, a, an effective talking points paper of what's really to be gained by doing this research. And our efforts were realized uh, just a few months ago when we saw that we received, when this effort received 5 million in appropriations to the Department of Energy for the restart of a low-dose radiation research program. So that certainly bodes well for the the community of practice for the low-dose radiation researchers. And I think really for all of society to better understand just what is happening from low-dose mm-hmm. radiation and what are the repair mechanisms, and ultimately, where should we be setting radiation standards that are adequately protective of the health, health human health, and the environment. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and, and to go back to what we were talking about before. Uh, we're always striving to engage our employees. It's great to have a, a mission where you're performing professional services and having that opportunity to augment what you do day in and day out with research, to improve your thought leadership. It, it really adds to retention and the, the overall experience mm-hmm. at being at ORAU. Yeah. So if I'm an employee and I'm
2: interested in possibly pursuing an ODRD project, kind of the same process: reach out to UPO and and yeah. ask ask some questions, or you know,
0: exactly floating float exactly. idea. We 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 have uh, grassroots organizations that have stood up over the last few years called the Research Interest Groups. We have a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, there's been a lot of uh, activity with some of the. Uh, Lunch and Learns Mm -hmm. that we've had, where we've talked about how to get involved in research. We've asked our employees, what have been some of the obstacles? Mm Because there's a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. And people will say, I would love to do this, but, but," Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so we've, we've collaborated and convened groups so people are able to get over the hurdles. We've provided different solutions. And so yeah, if there's somebody out there listening and saying, I really wanna do something this year. I wanna get involved. The easiest thing would be to initially do a little bit of homework mm-hmm. and go to our research intranet site, which we continue to invest in and, and it's looking better and better all the time. But then after that initial look, take a look at our strategic research agenda to see the areas that we're actively promoting research. And then ultimately reach out to me, reach out to Arlene, to Kathy, uh, any number of folks that are engaged in our research enterprise and just let's start a dialogue. Great. That sounds great. Anything we haven't covered but you wanna make sure we talk about this time? No, I, I think I say no and then I go into something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time.
0: <laughs> yes, there is one thing I, I wanna okay. say that that's it, it, it really benefits ORAU that we have a university consortium, mm-hmm. right? Research is important to us it's really important to our universities. I like to say, a little jokingly, that that's how they keep score, right? How much research (laughs) they're doing. Mm -hmm. But we absolutely see the value in doing research. And so the ability to engage our member universities to a greater degree, it's good for our universities, it's good for our business, Mm -hmm. it's good for our employees. There's just so much positive result from engaging with our member universities and it's really why we started ODRD in the first place because we saw that but we were struggling with well how can we get the word out that we need to work more with our universities and then it was like well wait a second if we basically have awards that you can only receive the award if you partner with the university that that sort of opened the spigot a bit to increase our engagement. And so I'm just, and we continue to add member universities. uh, So excited about increasing opportunities to do research, leveraging our member universities. Yeah. Wonderful. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. It was a real pleasure, Jenna and Michael. I hope I can come back again in a, a few more months and talk some more about the great research we're
1: doing. We always, look You to are it. always welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together.